Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This is episode 237 right now. I'm in a very, very special place in the city of Long Beach. My guest for today is Liz, the owner of Governor's Boxing Club in the city of Long Beach on Anaheim Street in Cambodian Town. Liz, yeah. Liz, what's up? A lot. There's a lot going on. There's always a lot going on in this street for sure. Oh, oh. You know what? <laughs> on I, this block. And you know what? I walked over here. It was like I walking distance. Like, oh, I'm not going to drive. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go walk because, you know, I like, I, I love, this is the area. And I'm telling you, this, this area is like. It's live for sure. Live 24-7. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, there's drive-bys, there's fights, car accidents. I mean, just everything. Yeah. But like, there's all kinds of stuff going oh, on. Oh yeah. So how how you been? How's everything going today? Um today everything's going smooth. Like everything's getting better, getting back on track. Mm-hmm. Um it seems like things are only starting to pick up now just a tiny bit yeah. after COVID. Uh-huh. I just kinda hope things don't get locked down again. We don't know. I, <sighs> I mean, know. That's the thing where Everything was shut down, and all of a sudden, everything's little by little picking, you know, back up again and stuff like that. And I'm just kind of glad, like, these lockdowns, these COVID times are done. Now, let's get back to normal. I agree. Um, I think that they still, I don't know. I always, maybe just because of the way things happened, I always feel threatened Mm -hmm. that things are going to close again. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, once they let us open, mm-hmm. or at least gyms, once they let us open, we we're like the last ones to be allowed to open. How, why is that? I have no idea. Is the policies and all that for the city of Long Beach? For, no, I think it was for LA County. Wow. I think it was for everybody. Um, we were closed down for a year. You know, I mean, every, yeah. every other business had some mode of, you know, takeout, um, I don't know anything yeah and you know gyms they're like well you could train outside and i'm like (laughs) that's really cute for everyone else i'm like but do you know where my gym is like where do you want me to train people (laughs) and also you have to put all your weights and everything downstairs and everything outside and you have to take it back up yeah that's heavy it i mean i wouldn't i would have to find different ways to do it i chose not to honestly i chose not to do it i was just like let's just scrap the whole thing i mean if the danger is real, then I don't even want people around each other, and I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to be the reason that yeah. they get sick or get their fat. What you know, what have you? So mm-hmm. I just shut down for the year. Yeah. But I- now that they opened, then it's like we opened, and everybody hit it really hard that first month. I think it was March, and I was like, man, like if this momentum keeps going, like surely I'll be able to make up for that whole year of mm. loss mm-hmm. which is massive right like a whole year of being closed is yeah. enormous um but then it was uh what was it first delta Delta's gonna kill you then yeah. people were like nope they went home and then after the people that stayed it was like omicron's gonna kill you and then those people left and i was like fuck dude cuando se va a acabar? like it should be done already you know like why don't we whatever but I, I, well, I'm just glad that you guys are open because I mean, I see, I see a lot of, I see a lot of little kids coming up here. Yeah, I, I do get a lot of kids. They're, that's good. Yeah, they're my number one reason why I stay open. Yeah, and over here in this area, we're in the in the east side. It's 
it's pretty sketchy over here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I always have to, I try to put things in place that makes it a little bit safer for everyone to be here. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes, honestly, I think it's not that bad until something bad happens and I'm like, well, because in a way, it's like, well, because now, the, now these days, a lot of kids don't want to work out. They want to stay home and be on their oh, iPad and everything. Yeah. And also, there's no after-school program. So, I mean, kids are going to be looking for something to do. I mean, yeah. boxing and everything, basketball, or just just try to get out of the house. Because yeah. I remember back in the day, I used to play outside in the streets and everything. Now, people don't do that no more. Yeah, I know. It's it's. It's too dangerous. It's really, it's dangerous and it's just strange to me. It's strange that like kids want to be in the house. They want to be on their phone. They want to be on their computer. They want to be on their video games. And like that to me would have been like absolute torture. Mm -hmm. That would have been like, it's torturous, right? Like back in the day, they used to be like, you're grounded. You're not going anywhere. Like, not even outside? Me muero. Are you kidding? Like, uh-huh. I can't go play outside? That's crazy. And mm-hmm. now it's like kids are like, they could stay in their room for hours and that, they don't care. Do you have, like, parents that bring their kids, hey, put them in here? They, yeah, they put them in here because they spend so much time on their phone. Damn. Yeah. Do you ever, like, when you have kids boxing, like, hey, get off your phone. Hey, put that away. We gotta train. When you yes, know and not as often as before. Because I think, you know, like, the kids tell the other kids, hey. Mm. One of the things that I have to make sure of is that they don't have their, like, ear things in. I get it, yeah. What are they called? Earphones? Earpods. Earpods, whatever. Earpods and all that. For music yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I mean, I mean... I, I call them iPods, all kinds I, of things. I, you know I what? <laughs> I want to be honest. I'm guilty of that. I work overnights, and I have earpods. I need some good pump music or listen yeah. to podcasts. That's what I do to keep yeah. me going. Music used to be, but podcasts... I just like I just like hearing people's stories, you know. Yeah. And uh, there's a lot of I'm trying to get into some more boxing podcasts. I hear hear about the good old days back in the '80s and '70s, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing these pictures you have over here: Oscar De La Hoya, Shea Mosley, Bernard Hopkins, Fernando Vargas has three sons who are like yeah, they're in the amateurs doing they're, really well. They're coming up, yeah. And so I just see a lot. It just brings back a lot of memories. Canelo, I mean. Man. There's a lot of stuff in here. Felix Trillandad. Man, that, so good. That was a war right there. I yeah. remember that. I think Felix won that fight. He did. And I think that was Oscar De La Hoya's first loss. I think it was. I can't remember. I don't know. I just, <laughs> I don't know. Then you have Bre- uh, uh, Eric uh, Eric Morales. Oh, theirs was a, theirs that was was a, a war. good one. That was a war. I re- and then Marquez Pacquiao, forget about it. I remember Barrera, I think he, he, he beat the shit out of uh, Prince Nasi. He did. Yeah. Prince Nassi, that Prince Nasi was my boy, but he was a little too cocky. He was. It was part of his character. And uh-huh. um, what happened was that he changed coaches and they tried to change his style. And they tried to change his style for this fight. And it was just. The, it was a bad mix because homeboy fucked him. And I think, up. I, and I think after that he just retired. Um, I can't accurately say, but I think he was drink driving and he killed some people. I heard something about that. Yeah, I and then heard. but then kind of like didn't really do a lot of time for it and got off with it. And like if you look him up now, he's just like some Shelby. fat guy that you, yeah. you wouldn't know. Yeah. I think it's yeah. So um, switching gears like. Where did you grow up at? I grew up in Southgate. 
Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, I grew up in Southgate. I always heard stories. It's, it's not me. This is a rumor. I heard, like, <laughs> the Southgate women are the prettier. It's and true. It's, it's always Southgate or Whittier. Whittier or Southgate? One of those two. It was always Southgate, and people would say Whittier because the girls are prettier. Mm-hmm. But I think they just said that because it rhymed. I don't really... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to start no beef, but if you want some, I'm here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, I mean, like, uh, living in Southgate, uh, was it hard back in, the, in your time? Like, the streets and everything? <sighs> you know what? Honestly, it's a tough question for me because... My dad, mm-hmm. he was very, like, extremely overprotective. Okay. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, good job, dad. Like, you were on it. Like, he didn't necessarily know any better, but, you know, he's not, he's, like, super Mexican. Like, he's not emotional. He doesn't hug you and cry and Tough tell love. you that he loves you and all that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, he did what he thought was best at the time. Mm-hmm. And I think he was right. Like, a lot of the time, it was, like, from the time we were little, he put us in parks and recreation, like, activities. Mm-hmm. So, we weren't allowed to be just doing nothing. Oh, wow. We weren't, like, we all grew up doing tumbling first. As soon as, I mean, as soon as we could talk, it was like, you're doing an activity. You have to learn to be around other people. You have to learn to take instructions. You got to learn how to do stuff. You can't just exist. Mm-hmm. So we all started tumbling first and we all danced for a long time. I danced for like six or seven years before I even started boxing. Oh, wow. And there was a really short period in between where I stopped and I didn't really know what I wanted to do next because that's when I started high school and all these things. And like I was trying to find sports that I could be in and that that's when the whole boxing thing came along. But mm-hmm. growing up in Southgate... I mean, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. But I do, um, I look back because I've always been a writer. Mm-hmm. And I had a diary, even oh. when I was a, like a little kid. I used to have one too. And I had one that said, I wonder when all the gang activity is going to stop and all the cholos are going to go away. Wow. And so even though now I think it wasn't even that bad. It probably kind of was because, I mean, I was in between Firestone and Florence. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. So, you know, my neighbor got killed and, like, all people were getting shot all the time. Well, you were, was, this Florencia early, 13. was this in the early 90s? It was. Oh, that's some bad times. Yeah, it was. It was some really bad times. But, see, I feel like I don't really know about it because my dad always had us in activities and yeah. he wouldn't let us be out on the street. Oh, yeah. We weren't allowed to just, like, go be wild animals. Like, we had to be doing something or in school or in the house. That's how, when I used to live in Wilmington, I didn't even know, like, oh, we go walk around, like, whatever. Not knowing there's gangs, there's uh, sex predators, kidnapping yeah. kids. I didn't know about that all that stuff. Yeah. And looking back, like, man, you guys lived in, it's like, when people say, where are you from? Wittenbuzz. Like, whoa. Yeah. That's hard. Like yeah, that. and like. But I, to me, it's like nothing. Yeah, some, it's only when I got started to get a little bit older that I can look back and be like, ooh, that wasn't good. Or, ooh, that was dangerous. Like, there's uh-huh. a lot of stuff going on, you know? Uh-huh. Um, you know, Cypress Hill was around the corner. Oh! Literally, like, a couple blocks away. And, you know, there's just a lot of stuff going on. But Cypress Hill. I thought I, I thought I lived in paradise, to be honest. We used to go visit my grandparents in Mexicali and in Tijuana. 
and they lived in huts, man, on dirt floors. So then I come, I'm like, dude, I live in a mansion. Yeah. Like, looking around the streets, like, I have cement sidewalks. I got everything. I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. I thought I lived Damn. amazing. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's, well, hey, anything's amazing. It's like, we might, we not, we might not look like it's, like, amazing, to, like, to people, but it, to me, it's amazing to us, you know? It was. I mean, you're. I thought, you're, I, I, thought I grew up, like, awesome. Uh-huh. I thought I grew up awesome. And when you started doing boxing, how were you when you started boxing? I was 14. Oh, wow. I was 14. And, you, and your dad's like, okay, this is what you want to do? You want to do this full time? How, how did it well, go? Well, the way it happened was I had stopped dancing. Okay. And, you know, I was already in high school and I couldn't really pick any sports. And that's what was frustrating me because, like I mentioned before, I felt like, what am I doing with my life? Right? Mm-hmm. At like 12. I was like, what am I doing with my life? I can't just be home doing nothing. <laughs> that was a real concern for me. I was like, what am I doing? Like, yeah. I'm not doing anything. I'm not in sports. I'm not doing anything. So then I got to high school. Mm-hmm. And I tried getting into some of the sports in high school. Mm-hmm. And I remember trying to... try. I tried volleyball out because I was so tall. Mm-hmm. And I just remember the girls were such fucking jerks. You know what I mean? It was like a click. And I was like, I don't care. I, even now, like, I don't really care to be people's friend. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here to do what I'm going to, you know, I'm here to do something. And mm-hmm. I just want to do it. Like, get out of my way. Let me just do my thing. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just couldn't really understand, like, how do I... Adapt. Yeah. I couldn't. I just, I don't know why. I just couldn't. And so then I'd move on to the next sport. and move on to the next sport. And I'm like, man... Maybe I'm just not cut out for team sports. More, you're more individual. So then um, in, I can't, you know, high school is such a, such a blur because yeah. it happened so fast. And, oh, yeah. Um, but I just remember in PE, everybody picking every sport. And the only sport I would ever pick was weightlifting. And I was the only girl in it. Because it's individual. Yeah. And it was easy. And I liked it a lot. And so that became actually, right before boxing, that became my first love. Like, I really loved lifting weights. I was the only one that could do pull-ups. I was the only one that could do dips. You know what I mean? Just from playing outside. You know what I mean? And always being active. I couldn't do, it's not like I was pumping out 20, but I could do like one or two, you know? And mm-hmm. none of the other kids could do it. Yeah. So the coach at the time goes, hey, there's a, there's a weightlifting team we train after school. Well, you should come and try out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, really? He goes, yeah, I think that for your weight class, you could lift a lot of weight. Like, you're pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, to me, that's like, even to this day, that's like the ultimate compliment. Wow. I would rather, like, if somebody was like, oh, Liz, you're so pretty, I'd be like, oh, okay, whatever. But when people are like, you're strong, I'm like, oh, I am? Like, thanks. <laughs> take notes, take notes. <laughs> Because it's so hard, you know what I mean? It's something hard to achieve. So that always made me feel Mm -hmm. really good. Um, So there I go, trying out after school. right? It's like daylight savings or the opposite. So Mm -hmm. it's like dark at night. And my dad's like, ¿Y te vas a ir caminando sola? And I'm like, dad, school's like a few blocks away. Oh, wow. No, vete con tu hermano. Okay, fine. That's how so my, my dad, brother. My mom, that's how my mom and dad was. Would sit there while I was like lifting weights, 
my brother went home and was like, she's the only girl there. And he's like, Liz, quiero hablar contigo. I was like, what? What did I do now? I don't even do anything. He's like, are you the only girl there? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, you can't go no more. And I was like, what? You're fucking insane. Like, what's wrong with you? And he goes, no puedes estar ahí en la noche en un cuarto lleno de hombres. Like, that's, no. Damn. And I didn't, like, understand. You know what I mean? Like, I just, you know, when you're young, you don't know. That's the problem. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You know? And I, I'm thinking, what is wrong with this guy? Like, why is he fucking like this with me? Now you look back and there's teachers raping kids. There's, oh, you know yeah. what I'm saying? There's all kinds of stuff going on. And I'm like, man, like. You see that a lot these days. He wasn't wrong. Yeah. He was looking out for you. He wasn't wrong. And, I, and I'm like, fuck. You know, and I've told him, I've thanked him now. Like, now that I get the chance, I'm like, you know, thanks for everything that you've done. You've done, I know it was hard. Because I was pretty hard-headed and stubborn, you know. So I'm, I was really, thank, I'm really thankful now. Mm-hmm. So I go home and I'm like, well, you know, if I can't do that, because I thought it was punishing me. So then I thought I was punishing him by mm-hmm. saying, well, take me somewhere. Because my dad plays handball. Ooh. He plays handball at the park in Commerce at Bristol Park. Okay. He's been playing there for years. He still does it. He plays three times a week. Damn. Every week. Non-st- ever since I've known him, he's been in little, that little tiny handball competition. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he's been doing that for a long time. So I, was, I thought to myself, I'm going to punish him. Take me to an activity after school, then you take me. So, meaning, like, if you have to take me, then you can't play handball. Like, if I can't weightlift, then you can't play handball. Ooh. So, I felt like, take me then. Take me somewhere. Oh, and now, and he's, he's like, like, he's like, okay. He goes, <laughs> ¿Y qué hacer? He's like, giving me side eye. And I was like, uh, wrestling, kickboxing, karate, boxing, like anything that was like one-on-one, like anything that I could think of, I was like mentioning all these things super fast, right? I was like, I want to do one of those. And he goes, all right, like, let me think about it. And then let me talk to some people. I was like, about what? About what? what? And he goes, there's a boxing gym at the, where I go play handball. And I thought to myself, of course, like, me va a tirar so he can fucking go do like, so he's doing both things, and he still gets to win. <laughs> like, I'm trying to punish him, and he's going to be like, all right, go over there while I play handball. <laughs> he's a step ahead, man. That's the OGs right there. They're, they're, they're very persuasive, you know? And so um, I thought to myself, man, yeah, right. And this conversation was on a Monday. On Wednesday, he goes, um... I'm gonna take you to the. I'm gonna take you to the bar. I spoke to the guy. I'm gonna take you to the gym mm-hmm. on Friday. And I was like, yeah, right. And the rest was history. That's it. That's how it happened. Mm-hmm. I walked in there. It was like, I think it was like August 19th or something, like 1999. Oh wow. And I walked in there, and the guy goes, no, ya, ya vamos cerrando. And he goes, oh, this is my daughter. You know, she wants to start boxing. And I walked around the gym, and I can't tell you what that did, man. I saw pictures of, like, 
a guy there that was getting ready to go to the Olympics for Mexico. Oh, wow. Pictures of, like, pro fighters and all these... Pictures of, like, old school pictures on, like, Polaroids of, like, little tiny kids with, like, big-ass gloves. And I thought, man, like, this feels... This is awesome. Like, this is, like, unreal, right? Because it never... It had never even entered my head to go to, like... I really wanted to box or, like, that's something that I really wanted to do. That never even... I used to hate watching boxing. Really? Yeah. But, and it wasn't because I ever really watched it. It was because I was watching something and my dad would come and change the channel and fucking put boxing on. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's how it started. USA Today. USA Network. <laughs> that's how it started. I was like, man, I hate boxing. But I really didn't. It was just because he would always change the channel to put on the fights because he loves boxing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's how it started. And that's how I ended up. That's how, once I went there, that was, that was it. It's been, it's been boxing nonstop. It's been a ride and you went from the amateurs. Did, did you ever turn pro? I did. I had one pro fight. Um, my main objective was to go to the Olympics, but at the time there was no Olympics for women. Oh. They had no boxing team. Mm-hmm. So there was always talks about they're going to make it happen. They're going to make it happen. And I waited and I waited and it just like the last time they had actual meeting of like all the different um, boxing bodies of like the world, like different countries. And and they just they still voted no. And I'm like, I can't keep waiting, man. I'm a fucking adult. 21. I'm a fucking I'm like, I can't live at my mom and dad's forever because my dad was like, look, si no vas a ir a la escuela y vas a trabajar, you can't stop boxing. You know, you can't. Like, if you're not going to go to school and, like, you don't have to pay rent, you don't have to do anything. If you're going to box, le vas a echar ganas, like, you could stay here. Oh, wow. So I was like, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, it's the only thing that I, I had no real social life. I never grew up with a real social life because once I stopped, started boxing, I didn't really care about doing anything at school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even allowed to anyway. He didn't want me to go party or do anything like that. Oh. So I would go to, like, quinceañeras every now and again. And like this, man, yeah, vente pa la casa. Like, now, 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 now. Like, Damn. he just really kept me out of trouble so much. But I was a good kid, so I was just, I didn't Overprotective. really. Overprotective. Oh, man. I used to have to take my mom. I couldn't even go by myself. What? And then, yeah, and sometimes my little brother, he's little. He was like, I want to go. I'm like, man, you guys are ruining my game. What? <laughs> yeah. Wow. But he was right. He was right. Dang. He was right. Thank you, Dad, for not being overprotective with me. Because <laughs> I, I, I wanted to do, but I, to me, I was, I was like a trouble kid, mischief. I was playing football, basketball, just anything. And I was like, this is boring to me. And I feel like, well, once you start doing journalists or whatever, then I don't know what, like four and a half years, I was like, man, I got to do something with my life. And you know what? I had a stuttering problem anti-social I, wow. I was i was depressed i was like what am i gonna do start a podcast you know work, good for you work on your stuttering work on your people skills get to know you know open up you know yeah i, I would this is like having a conversation this was never me wow i would be super shy he used to call me stuttering steven it oh. took me like it, it took me like 26 years to kind of cure my stuttering because it was really bad Wow. And uh, I just, I got a, and I was shy. I didn't, I would, they would put me up in the front. I would be speaking. I'd be like, 
I would get shy. So mm -hmm. for me doing podcasts, it opened the doors a lot of things, but also conquered my depression, but also conquered uh, my stuttering. Wow. So I just like meeting people and, uh, you know, I like what you're doing. And um, when when you started boxing and amateurs and your pro, what made you say, man, I'm going to keep on doing this? Like, you know what? Maybe I'd be like a private trainer. What made you decide to open a gym? What well, that's where the whole like Olympic thing started uh -huh. where I didn't always necessarily want to go pro. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to go to the Olympics, yeah, yeah, but there, yeah. that wasn't an option. So I thought, well, I kind of have to because I, um, what am I going to do? It's like kind of like studying for a career and like nothing at the end. Mm -hmm. So I kind of thought I have to. Mm -hmm. I have to go. So I had talk, I talked to my coach at the time and he's like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I guess like I'll go pro. And I just kind of thought I'll, I'll have a few fights and I'll retire before I'm even 30. Okay. Like I'm just going to make all the money that I can mm -hmm. and I'll retire when I'm 30 and, you know, find a different direction with my life, mm -hmm. you know, have a family and do all these things. Mm -hmm. Um, but, you know, no, no, nothing ever goes according to plan. Oh, yeah. So I had my first fight and and I won. But I just kind of felt like that's it. Like, I mean, I, I love it. But I just kind of thought this isn't like it's not going in the direction that I thought. So there you... wasn't a lot of managing there wasn't a lot of money for women. There wasn't a lot of like, there wasn't a lot of opportunities just in general. And I thought I can't have gone through all this, like all these years of like doing it for love. And now it's a business and like, I have to chase more opportunities. And like, I have, and I just kind of just was like so many obstacles. Yeah. I just kind of just thought, nah, I don't know, man. And then me and my coach fell out. And then I started training with Freddie Roach. Oh, yeah. And um, I remember he said, like, I was, had just finished working out really hard. And, and I was just sitting there taking off my hand wraps. And he sat next to me and he was just like, what are you doing? And I knew what he meant. And it, it was like a fucking gut punch. I was like, I'm just waiting, you know, until my next fight. And he's like, Liz... Like, you're not, it's not going to be, like, what you want. Fuck. Women aren't making money. No one's going to fight you. Like, and it wasn't, you know, sometimes you hear people say, oh, yeah, nobody wants to fight me. And that's just bullshit. But I was at a catch-22, and that's what he was talking about. I had a lot of experience in the amateurs. And so in the pros, as a zero, there wasn't a lot of women with extensive amateur background at the time they were watching million dollar baby and getting inspired and like watching these fight like movies and getting inspired to like want to fight pro and at the and you can still like i think now there there is a rule where you have to have so many amateur fights before you go pro i think it's something real small like 10 and i think it's a california rule and i keep saying i think because i've never looked into it um and Sorry for that. There's a lot of crazies outside. That's <laughs> all good. <laughs> hey, that's Anaheim Street for you. Yeah. Hey, I'm used to it. Um, so there wasn't going to be a lot of girls that I could fight 
that their coaches would be okay with it. Mm-hmm. You know, because you're a zero, I'm a zero, but I have like almost 50 fights behind me and you have maybe two. Oh, wow. You know, so that's, that's the reason why. So that's where it was like a catch-22. Like nobody was going to say yes. And then the people who would say yes already had a lot of fights in the pros mm-hmm. and already knew the judges, the referees. Mm-hmm. I'd have to fight them in their hometown and things like that. And I just kind of felt like, The judges might go been... with the, the other one's favorite. Yeah, and I just thought, I've already been, I put in too much work to have to like play this game. I mean, and that's just the game. That's just what it is. But yeah. I just thought, nah, this ain't. I woke up one day and I thought, I'm, I don't want to do it anymore. So I had already started doing personal training that's how it started i started doing personal training um while i was waiting for my next pro fight Mm -hmm. and then that's how i ended up training people and i thought man this is easy this is easy ass money like i just hold mitts and they give me like fucking 50 bucks for the hour they're crazy (laughs) (laughs) and so and that's how it started and i just remember thinking man one day like i'll open up my own gym Mm-hmm. But it was just a thought in passing because I didn't know anything about business. My parents don't have money. Nobody has money. So mm-hmm. I just thought, yeah, like, it was just a thought that kind of flew by. Mm-hmm. But then over the years, I thought it's the only thing that I can do. I remember when I, when I first moved over here, I, I have a friend. He still goes to the gym right there on 4th and Cherry. Mm-hmm. And I said, I've seen you before. I seen you. Yeah, I used to work there. Yeah, then then all of a sudden, then it's like, we started opening up a gym over here. It's yeah, like, heard something like, "What happened to the boxing?" Was like, I, she, she wanted to do her own thing. I was like, oh, "Okay," and uh, because I remember um, Emmanuel Newton, the MMA was over. He was training over there. Yeah, and a lot of people were and stuff like that. Then, and, and I rem- and when when I found out that you were opening a boxing gym over here upstairs, I was like, "Oh wow." Yeah. And I was seeing the Instagram and seeing this like, wow, it's like, I, I'm going to be honest. I want to do it. I got to bring sexy back. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm tired of drinking beers. I, I, I'm tired. I'm tired, you know, and uh, I see that you do. And I was like, I could have sworn, is that, is that Holly Berry? Yeah. I was like, in the hood? In yeah, the hood? for real. Then I seen uh, Angelina Julie over at, Angel- in Cambodia town. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, everyone's over there, and um, I know we talked, and um, I'm just kind of, like, intrigued because you have a lot of kicks that come over here, but your training is all different from days. Is it, like, mornings? How, is it all split up in days, afternoons, and nights? Yeah, it's pretty split up. Um, the adults have unlimited, so they can come and train in the morning. I'm, the day is split up. By itself it's 9 to 12 i'm open and mm-hmm. 4 to 8 i'm open okay fridays i close an hour early because things get even livelier outside and i'm like at seven you wow. guys are through you're done and then uh on saturdays i'm open a real sh- it's just half nine to twelve so it's pretty short um the adults are welcome to come in anytime and the kids only come in from four to six and the reason why i have that i mean there's a few reasons but Two of the reasons why I have that is some kids, they're like, but I have that. I gotta, they give me all these excuses. And I'm like, if you want it, make it work. You live in the neighborhood. You could walk here, make it work. Four to six is two hours. That's plenty of time to work out. That's easy right there. Um, 
And the second thing is, I don't really like the kids to mix with the adults. That's good. So if I can't keep my eye on you, you can't be here. So when the kids are here, they are only in, they're only with me. They're with me in that, in the room where the boxing ring is. I did have, um, a four, I still do sort of 4 PM, four to five age group, seven to 12 and 13 to 17 at 5 PM. Mm -hmm. And I had another trainer teaching those kids classes, but again you know like things got really slow right before the end of the year last year and i was like dude i can't no more ya no puedo like i kept i kept you around during covid and stuff like that and like unfortunately things are with the kids at the time was like really slow i'm a crime you know yeah. and so um so right now it's, it's just me again and so yeah, the kids are just here four to six. Do you have, like, we teach all the kids, do you have any kids, like, we should be, like, looking out for, like, they're coming up? I do, but I won't say who because I don't like putting pressure on them. Mm -hmm. I like them to be able to make mistakes, and mm -hmm. that's one of the reasons why I don't really let them film their sparring is for that reason, where I want you to bleed, cry, and then move on. Like, I don't oh. want you... Like, you have bad days. There's times where you're going to get your ass kicked in there. Do you really want it on the internet? Oh, that's true. You know what I mean? And you know how kids are pretty cruel. So now when they see things on the internet, the whole fucking school knows about it. Yeah. You know? And I, I just kind of want them to feel like when you're in here, this is a completely separate world to your entire world like you come in here and this is something that like if it's your thing you're gonna learn it and it's gonna be hard and i don't want it all over the internet i think that's smart of you doing that because you know if they, it was over the internet that it would be more of a that can kill their confidence yeah big time and yeah. i was like fuck well i'm not gonna be here no more Exactly. You know, I, I just feel like the kids these days are just way too soft. They got like how we were, like old school mentality. Definitely different. Very different. Definitely different. And I always think with kids like that, who 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 is to blame? The parents? Maybe they're working. Oh, There's too many factors. Yeah. There's a lot of factors. Oh yeah. And like everybody holds a piece of the blame. Mm -hmm. You know. Um, the parents, there's a lot of things that they are responsible for. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, on the same token, it's like they have to work so fucking much just to live here. It's expensive. Everything. Like, Long Beach is getting expensive. Yeah. And just, I mean, just life in California oh, yeah. is like super expensive. Oh, yeah. But do you take your kids running? Minimum. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, I'm tired. So what? You signed up to be a parent. Like, yeah, I know it's hard. I'm not saying anything. All I'm saying is like, I know, I know it's hard, but like you need to take your kids. I can't have them all day. I only have them for an hour or two. Yeah. So, but definitely the kids are different. I actually think though that there might be a new wave because of the younger kids that I have now. Mm -hmm. I get more. Que le están echando ganas. The mm. ones that I've had in the past, even just like three and a half years ago, man, 
It's just like I remember you telling me about that. It's like pulling time. teeth, man. They can't stay off their phones. They're lazy. I mean, the amount of lazy is just like huge. Like they're just fucking lazy. I just I I have like my kids where they're always on the phone. Hey, let's go out. Uh, uh, they always yeah. do that. Uh. Yeah. I hate that. Like, I wish I can go out. Like, <laughs> I just, I hate when people do that. I just don't, I don't know why. I don't know either. I mean, I just think, you know, people, they like to be comfortable. That's it. It's a comfortable, I think comfort is kind of addicting and they're not used to. For example, when we were kids, mm-hmm. if you couldn't do something, whistle, do a pull up, pull yourself over the brick wall. You would do it all fucking day until you could get it. Oh, hell yeah. I'm now, the can't. kids are like, I can't. And that's it. I can't. I lo dejan. When? I can't. And I'm like, well, are you going to try? or <laughs> Like, yeah. is that it? Like, like that's I, all you got? I have to push my youngest son just to go walking with me. He's like, are we, are we almost done? And it's like, dude, we just barely started. I'm just trying to go up the hill and signal hills. Let's go to Skyline. We start from the bottom. Oh, oh, it's like, come on, let's go. Yeah. I can't. I can't. It's like, oh my God. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and so with the kid, I mean, the kids now, um, I think, you know, word gets around mm-hmm. that how I am with them. I'm not mean to them, but they'll say, I'm tired today. And I'm like, so? Why are you telling me? I don't care. Oh, sorry. And then they get on, they get on with their workout. Or they try to give me excuses. They'll be like, oh, I forgot, you know, you're sparring today. Oh, I forgot my mouthpiece. The really little ones. I'll be like, well, you still have your milk teeth. You could grow new ones. Orale. <laughs> <laughs> High five on that. I'm like, I don't care. And then sometimes the bigger kids, I'm like, well, you can't grow new teeth. So you better get the fuck out of the way because you're going to go in there anyway. Fuck. So it's just more like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do try to make them, you know. I, I know who wants to fight and who doesn't. So I don't yeah. push too hard on the kids that mm-hmm. just want to defend themselves or being bullied in school. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of kids that are being bullied in school. And that, for sure, has a lot to do with the parents. Yeah. There, it, um, I kind of did some... Um, because of that, you see a lot of kids committing suicide. Yeah. You know, they don't and know what really to do. And it's really sad. And I talk to my kids, you know, I, I know some of the kids that are getting bullied because their parents tell me their parents will be like hey like this is what's happening and like so then i'll sit down and i'll talk to the kids and sometimes i'm like do you want me to go and talk to your teachers do you want me to go do it or like do you want me to talk to this kid's mom Mm -hmm. or like (laughs) i know it's a joke i'm like you want me to go punch this kid in the face or and then (laughs) i could feel good or you can call the cops or, you know, whatever. But it makes them laugh. You mm-hmm. know, it makes them laugh. It kind of breaks the ice. And then I'm like, hey, like, if this kid, like, if they're really bullying you, just go punch them in the face. Yeah. Like, don't, no questions asked. Don't wait until they aggravate you. Get up in the middle of class and go punch them in the face until the teacher takes you off them. And they're like, but I'm going to get in trouble. I'm like, so what? It'll fix the rest of your life. Don't worry about it. Oh, hell yeah. Just do it. Just mm-hmm. do it. I'm going to get in trouble. So what? Mm-hmm. So what? Just get in trouble. Who cares? So eventually, they don't get bullied. 
Man, I remember the good old days. If you if you if you had a problem with someone, you just get some gloves, just duke it out. And after, if you lost, you lost, and that's it. You squash it. Nobody knows how to take a loss anymore. Retaliation. Nobody knows how to take a loss anymore. You, they don't. Nobody wants to shake hands after. Nobody wants to like. Nobody wants to lose. And it's like sometimes you're wrong, and that's it. Like it's no big deal. You got your ass kicked. Move on. Leave that person alone. When somebody loses. Pero no quieren. You know, yeah. they want to pull out guns. They want to pull out knives. They, you know, that's dumb. everybody likes to have a big mouth, but it's usually because, mm-hmm. you know, they have weapons. You see that a lot over here. A lot of killing, a lot of drive-bys, a lot of stabbings over here. Yeah, I it's mean, really sad. I mean, that, is that how you're going to have a, you know, if you don't work out a difference, what are you going to do? You're going to retaliate and come kill me or something? What's wrong with the people? We're living in a day age. Like, people just don't give a fuck about each other. People don't even make the time and effort to get to know each other. I know. Or don't even, like, sit down like how you and I are, like, we're having a conversation. Yeah. No one does that these days. No, they don't. You know, they'll do texting, uh uh-huh. Yeah. So how are you going to develop your your emotions in your mind when you talk to people? Yeah. I I just, I don't, I feel like when the COVID's happened, the lockdowns, I feel like this was, was our reset button to, like, hey, what am I doing wrong in my life? What am I doing wrong? I need to better myself now. I feel like... I thought we were going that road where it's, it's love each other, it's be there. But now... Yeah, it made people... actually made people a little bit... More of an asshole. More assholes. More antisocial. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. It, it affected people in a lot of different ways. Um, mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time talking to a lot of the homeless people outside. Yeah. I spend time talking to them. Sometimes we have a cigarette together. I see a lot. You know, I, I never, because every time I at night, I always see, it used to be the, with the church where the homeless were at. And now they came over here on your side, on this street. Mm-hmm. And I was like thinking to myself, man, what have they been through? Because I, I used to be homeless. Right. And I used to live in the streets. I used to have the bathrooms and all. And I got my life together. Yeah. But I did it for a reason because I, I had to dig deep. But with some of them, I don't. I can't make assumptions of. I don't know what they've been through. Yeah. Maybe they don't want no help. Maybe they're in drugs or this. I don't know. I mean, definitely r- drugs run rampant around here, like a lot. Homeless is really bad over here. You don't know age. who's homeless. You don't know who's homeless, and you don't know who's a drug dealer. That is true. So, I yeah. mean, there's a lot of stuff going on in the area. I don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just keep out of it as long as you leave my business alone, like my stairs. Mm-hmm. We're good. Are they more respectful? Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they are. I always have to talk to them or the first few years, it, it was, it just, it depends what group it is, what group of homeless people it is. There's a lot. There's a lot of different groups that pass through. The group that's out here right now, you know, they'll pull me outside and they'll be like, hey, you know, like, we respect you, we respect what you're doing. And I'm like, you know what? I'll leave you alone as long as you clean up. That's good. Like, I know I, I don't have anywhere to offer you to stay. So I also can't like be like, get the fuck out of here, man. I'm like, I don't have anywhere to put you. So if you got to be here, just clean up after yourself. Like, pick up the trash. You know, um, don't block my ed- my exit stairs. It could if there's an emergency, come on, man. Like oh, because you I, I notice that you see kids like running around. Like, yeah, sometimes I, or I'll let them know, hey, my kids are gonna come through here and they'll move their stuff. Like if I'm gonna run them that day, then they'll move their stuff. But I think it's just sometimes it's a matter of communication of people not being scared 
they're homeless people or whatever whatever just talk just tell them hey like i don't like that you're here but can you clean or like can you help yeah. me with this or can you move that you know they're just fucking human beings just talk to them like normal yeah but then there's like a few other people who are like out of their mind oh yeah and you know it's like what are we supposed to do about and that and i've seen vans where maybe they were in hospitals and they just kick everyone out here whatever get yeah. out yeah and it's sad yeah that's I a this, tough situation and i've seen rich parents I'll tell you off air, but they they have kids who have autism. It's like I can't deal with you. You're on your own. It's it's that's really sad. It's really bad. That's really sad. And People I, are just really selfish nowadays. You they know just what I don't mean? care. It's like, well, I just I, I don't focus. have time. I don't have time. You know, people want. Um, I talk to my husband about it all the time. I'm like, people want stuff more than they want meaning. They want to be like, look at look at what I have. Look at my car. Like, sometimes I drive around the hood and no fucking shade to anybody. But, like, why the fuck do you have such an expensive car when you live right there in that apartment? That is true. Why? That's what true. does it matter what anybody thinks about your fucking car? Yeah. But, you know, on the other token, it's like sometimes you just want something nice. But I'm, I'm like, I can't afford that. How the fuck can you afford We don't know. How that, do you have that? Maybe you got that Renaissance center. I don't know. Or, like... <laughs> You know, you live in the hood and you want, like, all this, like, super expensive stuff. Is it really for you? Is it for other people to see that you have it? Flossing, but, yeah. You know, like, ah. I don't know. I mean, I live... I live in a different world. Like, I yeah. feel like I'm in the wrong dimension. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm in the twilight zone. No, I live in the... I live, like, in my hood, and, and I like where I'm at. Because back... I mean, back then, it was all Cambodians and blacks. They were just drive-by shootings. Yeah. And now, it's all hipsters. It's yeah. all white people yeah. taking over. It's like, hey, what's up? You want a vegan sandwich? I'm like, okay. What? <laughs> yeah, I was like, what avocado with toast bread? I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. And I never seen that. So everything's changing little by little. There's a lot of gentrification. Mm. But and at the same time, you know, it's sad to see there's not that much programs for after school. So yeah. everyone's trying to figure out a way. Man. And what can we do to, to bring more kids to, to your boxing gym? That's what I, I want to do something. Yeah. Um, what helps me is if you're an adult and you want to get in shape, come to the gym, sign up, do a few months, sign up for a year. That's what actually helps me with the kids because that's what helps me keep the cost down for the kids. That's why I have an adult program. Gotcha. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what keeps the kids going. So the kids, they pay 60 bucks a month. There is no sports program of any kind. That costs 60 bucks. If you want to swim, I mean, ask a parent. Swimming, little league, baseball thing. Over like, hundreds. Oh, they're hundreds. like hundreds of dollars a month. Plus they're whatever and I don't know what. Yeah. And I'm like, with the kids, I tell them all the time. like, I don't, They're like, why is it so cheap? I'm like, because I want you to pay me with miles in the morning, run by yourself. Eat good. Stop eating sugar. Like, stop. These are the things that I want from you. So I'll give it to you cheaper, but there's a price to pay for that. And it's not money. I want you to run. I want you to do good in school. It, one of the things that I make fun of them, I'm like, can you even fucking spell? Do you know how to read? Oh, and they laugh, but they text so much. That's true. They don't know how oh, to fucking yeah. spell. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And 
I mean, there's the, you know, so I'm like, these are the things that I want from you. I'm like, please don't be a dumb dumb. Mm-hmm. Like, what if you go pro one day? Are you gonna give me your contract for me to read? Like, you gotta read, man. You gotta, you gotta know these things. Small I mean, these are prince. grown up kids. They're not like eight year olds. These are like bigger kids, you know. So, but yeah. all the kids right now, man, that I have, they're pretty smart and like they're really bright. And they work mm-hmm. really hard. So right now, that's, that's what would help me with the kids. Nice. Circling back is, mm-hmm. you know, more adults coming in. You know, adults signing up helps the kids program. That's good. You know, because I use the money that I make for the adults to take them on the weekends, to order clothes, to order all these things for them. And, you know, there's bigger competitions that are coming up. And eventually, we are probably going to have to fundraise. You know, when they go to nationals, where do they get the money from? They got, they need flights, hotels, like food, and all these things for a week. Sometimes competitions are a week long at fucking Kansas or, you know, Louisiana or places like that. And so, with the if the more adults I have, then I can say, hey, I'm gonna fundraise, I'm gonna hold this fight, or I'm gonna sell tacos and beer, whatever. So the more adults I have, the better I can do with the kids. Because the kids, they come and go, you know. Some kids, it's not the sport for them. It's pretty aggressive. And, you know, not every kid is aggressive. Mm -hmm. So the kids come and go. So I can say, yeah, bring me all your kids. But then, like, a month later, they might not all be here. But the adults, like, you know you guys have to lose weight. I said it. Yeah, I got to lose weight, too. Everybody's got to get in shape. I'm telling you, sexy bag. Yeah, I got to get that sexy so bag. So that's what, that's what would help me the most, you know? Yeah. Is the people signing up and being part of this, like, boxing community helps the kids a lot. Yeah. And we are back. We took a little break. And uh, what can we do to, you know, like, donate money or... People, people can come like for, for any cause for, you know, to help your gym bring more people? Um, if you would like to sponsor kids, which means, you know, pay for a month or pay for their gloves or pay for their hand wraps, um, you're always welcome to message me on Instagram. And I have two people that really help me out. One would be my friend Krista. She's um, started a nonprofit called One Wish, One Need. And she's a middle school teacher at the little school on Cherry, right before you get to the Costco. I don't know the name of it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And so she helps out her students, and sometimes she'll say, hey, Liz, I have this student. They're real quiet, whatever. And she'll pay for their gloves, their wraps, and, like, a few months for them to come and, you know, get out of their shell a little bit. So if that's something that you wanted to help me with, you're um, welcome to message me on Instagram and help sponsor some kids. Um, the Hood Santa also um, mentioned that, you know, if anybody wanted to donate to the gym, that they can donate through his nonprofit Local and Hearts. Local Hearts Foundation and get a tax write-off mm-hmm. if that's what they need. And, you know, the money would come directly here for the kids. Um, anything like that would help. If you're interested in helping my gym grow, I would recommend that you come and take a free class and something so simple as like, posting on your instagram about it if you don't want to leave it as a post i completely understand but just in your story like hey i'm here and i really liked it or like 
get on Yelp and leave me a review. All these things that bring revenue to the gym really help the kids a lot. And me to stay open because if I can't stay open, then they can't be here. <laughs> yeah. And to me, I, I, I want a lot of people to come because, again, we talked earlier, there's, there's no after-school after programs. And yeah. We, there's, and in the area where we're at, it's really bad. And we have to figure out a way to try to get these kids off the street and, you know, do something where not do whatever's going on the street like maybe do boxing sports whatever and yeah uh, you know i see i noticed that you know we talked earlier uh you see a lot of kids want to do basketball and football but not that much boxing so i think in a way um let's try to bring boxing how it was back in the, in the glory days yeah which it I, still is still it really it really is i think that you know because of like instagram and showing off and all these things and it's one of the harder sports oh yeah to like even just try out. And so um, I make all the kids in here spar. They all learn how. Mm -hmm. Even if they're not going to compete, I still want them to learn how to fight. And I think in that regard, I am helping families like say, hey, like my kid, like they don't, they know how to box. They don't compete, but like they can defend themselves. I feel a little bit more confident about them going to the store with their friends or, you know, they're, out at some function and they can defend themselves if they need to mm -hmm. so i'm kind of i i'm happy with myself that i can help kids feel welcomed in a sport that is difficult mm -hmm. without babying them without bullshitting them without mm -hmm. like just giving them some stupid ass exercise class which is what you get at a lot of places mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> um so in that regard, you know, a lot of the kids in here, even if they're not going to compete, they still know how to defend themselves. And, you know, they throw blows in here and they get down. So have you, you don't have to mention who, but like, have you had any kids that were like had so much rage, but when they started doing boxing, it really calmed them down. It just took all that stress out. Like, oh, you know. Yeah, but it, yeah, it does. And I think I was like that. So it's easy for me to understand mm -hmm. and channel it. You know, I have had kids say, hey, you know, like I have anger problems and all these things. And I'm like, well, you know what? If this is what you want to do and I'm telling you from experience, you're going to have to learn how to be disciplined. Like you're going to have to learn how to use that anger directed in the right places because when you're sparring, if you get angry you come forward, someone's just going to smack the shit out of you and it's really fucking embarrassing. So if you don't know how to, if you don't learn how to control it, like, let me help you. Let me help you show you how to control it and things will look completely different to you. I'm not saying get rid of it. I'm just saying, like, let's point it in a, a different direction. And when that's satisfying, you're going to be like, okay, like, I can be calm the rest of the time because over here is not important what's happening. Over there in the gym, like, I want to go to the nationals. I want to try to make it to the USA team. You get on the USA team, start traveling the world. You're like, man, it was worth it. It was worth it. And that could all be from being angry. I was angry. I was angry that I couldn't be out on the streets <laughs> doing whatever I wanted, you know? Mm -hmm. And that, I mean, it, it really, really helped a lot. Dang, that's awesome. And what's, and we're almost getting to the end. What, what's your goals for, for this year, for 2022? Anything going on? 
For 2022, I really want to try to get at least one national champion Ooh. out of one of my kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm, we're on our way. I got a lot of kids that are completely new, but not, mm, not new to the sport, but about to start fighting in the amateurs. So, I mean, it goes by really fast, but we're ready to put in that work. We've been working a really long time. And so I really think that now this year's the push since we've been closed for two years. That was really hard on them. You know, the competitions that was over. There was no competitions for a really long time. So all the competitions right now, every time you go, there's like 30, 40 fights. And sometimes there's so many kids there and there's 40 fights. You don't even get one. So we're, we're trying to go as many times as we can. We're going to try to fight as many times as we can this year. Try to go to nationals. Try to make some kids bring back some belts, some medals. Yeah, yeah put over there. Yeah. Get some belts. <laughs> I remember that. They used to be a boxer. Be like, I know it. I see you yeah. in yeah. I just like seeing. I just like seeing your Instagram and seeing these kids just boxing and, and they're winning, winning little trophies. They're... they're you gotta get them. You gotta get. You gotta get them when they're young. Yeah, you do have to get them when and they're young. And that's how you build your your fighters and everything and yep. stuff. Uh, I just want to say, uh, Liz, uh, thank you for coming on the Megan Mass podcast. I, I, this was long overdue. And I know. I Thanks know, for having me. I, you know what? To be honest, I I love having anyone from local Long Beach, anyone from the Long Beach area, because to me. It's like it's a it's, it's like it's like a legend, it's like celebrities, you know. Yeah. I just love it. I mean. I interview a whole bunch of people, but but when it's people in the heart of Long Beach that live in the live that like live in the Long Beach area, it's like oh, finally, yeah, I to talk to because <laughs> they don't know anything about Long Beach. Like, Come and something so different, right? Like, yeah. I'm I own the gym mm-hmm. and I run it, and it's boxing, so mm-hmm. it's still a very like. Nobody handed it down. No. Nobody let me borrow money. No. There was, I mean, this you is like on your own. literally all by myself. I mean, obviously, including my husband and like yeah. <laughs> the people who helped me carry things up the stairs. But mm-hmm. the really hard shit has been like, it's just me, you know? You're doing it. You're yeah. You're doing it. Do you have any, uh, any last words or any shout outs? Um, shout out to everyone that enjoys coming here. Everyone that supports me, um, thank you. Thank you to all the people in the area that have accepted me being here. Um, And just, if you support me from near or far, I really appreciate it. And, you know, I hope to see everybody in here. (laughs) (laughs) And where can everyone follow you at? At governorsboxingclub. Mm -hmm. Wait, not .com. Instagram. Instagram. I'm I'm trying to learn to TikTok, but I don't, you know. Hey, you get yeah. I'm trying. To I'm a TikTok. dinosaur. I'm a dinosaur. Uh, I'm so old school. I still have a MySpace. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 you know what? I have a top eight, and I don't even know. But I'm like some people. Some people's like, hey, I didn't know you had that person as your top eight. Like, who cares? That was that was high school. You yeah. still think you still getting butthurt these days? Yeah, for oh, real. Those bunch of softies. Um, well, I just want to say, Liz, thank you for coming on the Mega Mess podcast. Uh, everyone, please rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, follow me at the Mega Mass Podcast. And uh, once again, Liz, thank you for coming on. Thanks and, for having um, me. Oh, yeah. Until next time. Until next time. Later, everyone. Bye. Late.